0: Come and listen to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion. Welcome to the Shady Grove Radio Podcast, a production of Shady Grove United Methodist Church in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Turn your radio on, and listen to the music in the air. Turn your, radio on, turn your radio on. Today we'll hear a sermon from Pastor Wayne entitled Working On It, based on Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Turn your radio Good morning. My name is Janet Lewis and I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this is a very special day as we celebrate uh, this high moment in the life of our church. Uh, Our text today is, to me, a wonderful text that goes to one of the primary things that we do as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ. And that is what Paul says to work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. Um, That is the idea of working on our salvation by what we're doing every day as a response to what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Each of us needs to make a choice to accept God's love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness for ourselves. Working on it. One of my favorite movies, and I have downloaded it and I own it, is band of brothers about twice a year i watch band of brothers to remind me of what my dad went through and i'll watch the pacific because he was in the pacific but the sacrifice that was made by so many well tim ambrose uh wrote a book that became this movie as he followed um this group of soldiers from easy company there's a scene in there where um Captain Winters is talking to Malarkey, who was one of the soldiers. Well, he had given Malarkey something to do, and he was rechecking to see if he was doing it. And, of course, they're tired, they're frustrated, they've been on the front lines for a long time, they're exhausted, eating K-rations and, you know, chocolate bars from Hershey. It's amazing how many chocolate bars they always have in these movies, by the way, is it? And uh, they actually came from Hershey, and they gave them to soldiers. Uh, But anyway, and so when Winters says, ask Malarkey, what is he doing? How's it coming? Malarkey responds by one of my favorite responses that I find equivalent to working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And he yelled back, working on it. Isn't that the way we work on out our, our struggles, our joys, our victories, our battles, is that because in the Christian life, uh, in accepting and working in, in the light of God's grace and mercy and forgiveness and love, we are always, in response to that love, working out or working on it when we talk about our Christian faith and the values and principles uh, now, one thing that um, the scriptures give us guidance, such as the fruit of the spirit, or other guidance from teachings in the Bible. Uh, every day, we have to go through the process of applying those guide the guidance from the Bible in the particular circumstances that we are working on as we apply that guidance, right? And I want you to know, it is a work in progress. One of the things that I love is I think that every, I see on this, uh, these cars nowadays, and I wish they had them back when I was a parent, uh, they have these little things that says, uh, be patient, uh, student driver, I wish we had those, because I tell you, I got so tired of people honking the horn and yelling at us. And uh, I don't think they were talking about Jesus, but they were using that name for some reason. Anyway, and so I think they need one, be patient, Christian under construction. Right? And so that's what happens. That's what working out is all about. It's about... With what we face each and every day, with the challenges or whatever it is, we're all trying to figure out how those values, principles, guidances are applicable with what we face each and every day. So in reality, as we know, (coughs) that we're always working on it. And I'll tell you what, I'll confess to you that I am nowhere near what John Wesley called as perfection and sanctification. Um, I think I moved a needle, but it's barely moved because I'm a repeat offender. Anybody repeat offender? Is that, um, and so, but it's because of God's grace, love and mercy and a community that surrounds us that we're able to live out our Christian life. There's one principle that is taught in the scriptures, but it's really not named the way I'm going to name it. And that is the word integrity. Integrity is this principle that says that what is your behaviors, choices, or actions when nobody's looking? That's how you can live up and see where you are in that process. Because that's really based on trust. When the people you love or care about or God is that when you are, are working this out is that it doesn't matter whether you are um, what circumstance you're in. But what happens is that you are having to say, I know what I believe. I know what I feel. And so I'm going to stick to my conscience and what I believe because that goes with the idea of the trust. You know that trust is easier to give away than it is to regain. Not for God, but with our relationships with other people. Anybody ever experienced that in their life? And, and you know that to be the fact that uh, when you breach someone's trust, and so faith is about trust, and how we trust trust, in God's grace and mercy, and also how we act when no one else is looking. So let me give you an example of how I see that working. We know in the uh, lessons that are kind of taught in the creation story, uh, one of the lessons we see is in the temptations. Because I mention that because one of the things it's going to happen is we're all going to face temptations in our lives, aren't we? Every time I go in a store and I look at Skittles, I'm having a hard time with my diabetes. Okay, as a temptation, is that. Well, it wouldn't hurt to have one pack until my blood war A1C comes back, right? And I breach trust. But in the Garden of Eden um, story about the temptation of Adam and Eve, one of the things I want to tell you, Eve gets a bad rap in this whole thing. She gets a bad rap because Adam is standing there right beside her. Does he speak up? No. Does he say, hey, remember what, remember it is true. God said, you know, not to eat of this tree as opposed to if you stay around temptation long enough, guess what's going to happen? It's going to catch up to you. And so Adam was quiet. Not encouraging, not supporting, you know, that was his thing. And so this is a principle for me that go, never live by the principle of go along in order to belong, right? What happens when you do that? Yeah, some people call that peer pressure, but it's all our pressures, right? It's that if you try to, to go along in order to get along, what's going to happen? One, you surrender your mind at the door by going along with the crowd. When your conscious may be saying, I don't think I value that. Okay? But it's hard because you feel that pressure from that go along in order to get along right I mean that was real prevalent for me in in college and so um, you know because you want to be have friends and stuff like that but you know one of the things that's true in all of life we're going to face that whole thing uh, about our faith about our values about what we hold true in our lives what we've been taught and so um, beware because what did Adam do Adam Got along, I mean, went along in order to what? Get along. That's a bad way to do. And so all that does is makes a bad rap for somebody else. Right? Is that, but you know what? We can surrender not only our mind. When I was a philosophy major, this is actually true. We were taught if we in our arguments could win the battle of a person's mind, We own the rest of them. It's in the battle of the mind. That's what's happening here. Of The knowledge that Adam and Eve had. Of what they had actually experienced. And so they gave over their mind. And look at the consequences that happened. When they went along to get along. Particularly Adam. Okay? Because we can be that voiceless person who doesn't speak up when we wish later on we had. Jesus says, Beware not of the person who can steal your possessions, but the one who can steal your soul. We are always working it out, our salvation. What is working it out? It's our attitudes, behaviors, and choices in response to God's love for us. If you look in that second slide, it makes a comment about God is at work in us. And so, as you have been um, shaped and formed by the values in your family, by church, by other kind of things in life, that actually creates your conscience. What we call you, conscience. And so, your conscience oftentimes um, is what you have to surrender if you get along to go along. Go along to get along. Yeah, that's what I said <laughs> about 10 minutes ago. But, and so, that's what's happening there when you make that surrender. And so, be wary of your conscience because that conscience can be that thing that tells you, I don't think so. Going 150 miles an hour is not a great thing. Driving drunk is not great. Uh, doing drugs or doing other things you know, that can h- bring harm to you and others. Is that, no, that, that, I won't cross that line, okay? You'll be challenged every day to cross a line, but don't cross that line. Let your conscience be your God. But if you do not stay connected to God's word and reading scripture and Christian community, your conscience can be dulled. That's why we need community. We're shaped and formed. What we're doing today in our vows is about individuals making a commitment themselves But also you have mentors, you have people in a congregation, you have youth and single adult people who's working with you, and and, and a whole community of people that's been walking with you all through life. That's all been influencing you, although the responsibility and choices lie in whose hands? Each one of us, right? 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 They don't care who you are. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So, one of the things that I do, I use ways. Anybody know what ways is? Well, I don't use it just to avoid police. For any law enforcement people here, that's not the only reason. I have the poorest sense of direction of anybody in this world. My wife has a great sense of direction. I carry a compass. In case I get lost, I get lost on ways when it's telling me directions. Anybody with me? Anybody ever had that happen? Okay. No, I'm not. I'll say to it when I'm driving. I went to my mother's yesterday and it wanted to take me down a road I wasn't used to. And I said, I will not give in. I will go Wayne's way. Because I was raised in this community, and I know the back roads. Okay, so I was lost an hour. Whatever. <laughs> okay? So, Ways, to me, has this thing. I always like to look before I go on something, and I like to look ahead which way it's going to take me. Okay? And so, when you do that, there, it takes it off where you are. So, you have to touch the screen, in order for it to do what? Recenter. So, whenever we get off course in our lives, think about recentering. The text I go to for recentering is found in the very first part of Philippians 2, that is just before the scripture that we read today about working out your salvation. It first starts in a few verses of instructions of Paul. And then it says, let this attitude be in you that was in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now this is your challenge. Take and read that part about Jesus' attitude. You will be able to break down different attitudes that are core values for us. Forgiveness. Love, self sacrifice, greater good, and a behavior that shows with the words because it's retelling the real actions that go on. There's so many things, but that's my recentering. You mean, oftentimes people have a favorite verse or something like that? Is that a recentering verse? When you get off course, which we all are going to get off course. Okay? Even with waves, Hit the recenter. When you find yourself in that, the recenter takes you to three different places. One, it draws you back to the recognition that you're never alone. You may feel it. You may not see it, but God is with you. And say, sometimes it's like you feel like there's, Lost cause. He's gone. He's left me and all like. Don't think that. There's never a case for that. So, two, remember, we were made for community. We were never made to live alone because we drive ourselves crazy. Okay? We were made for community. So when we come today, we will ask these community questions. We will ask individual questions for the candidates. And then we'll ask the mentors to stand And answer questions of support and surrounding and care and paying for their college. And then I saw a lot of smiles from parents right then. I'm telling you, Um, I can't promise that, you know, but I'm just saying, I don't know how generous people are. But, you know, and then the other is you're surrounded by a community of people because we're made to be in community. Whether you Wherever you are, it could not be a church. It could be a parachurch organization. Uh, it could be like a um, crew in a varsity. There's hundreds of them in different campuses. Uh, it could be, you know, a church you find, and a, a group of people in there. Or it could be several friends you get together. They're the people that help you to work it out. Because, you know, we're all in the learning phase. See, I don't believe in failure. I only think we fail when we don't learn from our mistakes. That's from failure for me. Now, granted, I'm a repeat offender, but I learn from that. And as a community, we learn and we encourage and we support one another like Adam should have done for Eve. Right? That's our recenter community. People who care about us. And people who care about us for the long term is part of the commitments we make today as those who come who are candidates for baptism and confirmation today. So, just remember this. We are always doing what? Working on it. We are called to work on it. Amen. Get in touch with God. And turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on and listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio. Turn your radio on. Let glory share Turn your lights down. Turn your lights down, and listen to the master's radio.